Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by the Ozone and the Ozone Radio Network. I, I, I'm sure you haven't heard already, but... The Ozone is the place where you need to be to get all and everything Ohio State you ever need. Yeah, they're running this great series right now where they're doing rewinds, where they're posting stories from the past. Uh, cool feature that they're doing on on the Ozone right now. Because, you know, it's the dead zone right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's real solidly in the dead zone. More on that later. <laughs> yes. Uh, be sure while you're at the Ozone.net, uh, be sure to check out some of the great writing from your very own Tony Gerdeman and Tom Orr. And be sure to check out the Ozone Radio Network with your very own Sloopcast, Santa Schmidt, The Silver Bullets, and The Buckeye Weekly. Again, find all of this and much, much more at theozone.net. This episode of the Sloopcast also brought to you by You the Fans. You the fans who support us on Patreon. You the fans who have bought t-shirts from our Teespring store. You the fans who have left us friendly reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can leave friendly reviews. Those of you who have told your coworkers or your friends to give us a listen. Those of you who retweet our show announcements on Twitter or share our show postments on Facebook. Anyone out there who's really helped street teaming the podcast or financially supporting the podcast, the show is also brought to you by you. Barbecue back here. You're all invited. Welcome to the Sloopcast. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing pretty well over here. How are you doing, Jay? I was really stretching. I was, I was really just just making a meal out of the opening today. Speaking of stretching, the news. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. I'm excited. <laughs> The news. This is an here, awkward transition. The news from here on till August. Every every news outlet that is sports related is just going to be just stretching that out. 
unless God. unless you're into unless you're into uh, Copa America or the Gold Cup. Cup or we got World the Cup. or the Women's World Cup, yeah, might not be the <laughs> the greatest time of the year for you. I uh, and I mean the Women's World. I mean they're still like in the opening and. The the, no, the ladies no, are they're they're in the knockout stages now. Yeah, yeah. It just we were early on, and you know, the women's national team was like slaughtering teams thirteen to nothing, and you know, but we're <laughs> we're getting into the business now of of the yeah. World Cup. Um, yeah, they get, they, they and, and I've I've been informed, and you can timestamp us if you if you want to timestamp us to find out exactly when we're recording. This is how much in the dead zone we are right now. This is how much we are in the wasteland right now. ESPN is currently airing cornhole. I'm, yeah, I'm, cornhole. Just, hold on. Let's just let's. I'm I'm against dead air on the show as a policy, but let's let this sit for a second. Let's let's give this some time. Let ESPN. Currently airing Cornhole. <coughs> <laughs> You're the one person during the moment of silence who just who just can't keep that cough in. Yep, that's it. Dude, I've had this cough for months now. Yeah, not that cough. You've had a <laughs> cough, you didn't have that cough. Yes. <laughs> uh you know, actually we we actually do have a fair amount of, of big news. Uh but since the last time we talked to you Sort of. <laughs> We've had three commitments to the Buckeyes. Now, in true Sloopcast fashion, we had a commitment Sunday night. Yay. Of course. <laughs> we did it, you guys. Uh, we're good luck. I don't know if you know this or not. There's this wonderful period in between when we stop recording and when the show actually drops. When all of the commitments happen. Well, one commitment happened this week, but still, given all of the hours of the week, think how many hours there are in a week. In the few hours in between, we've had so many commitments. We're good luck, I guess is what we're trying to say. We should start recording on Thursdays and releasing on 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 Monday morning just to see how many we'd be number one in the recruiting rankings, you guys, if we if we extended this golden period out. Biggest news of Ty Hamilton's entire life, and I have made it about me. Welcome to the Sloopcast. Uh, Ty Hamilton commits to Ohio State. He is from Pickerington Central. He is a uh, he's listed strong side defensive end. Uh, not 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 the most highly ranked guy if you if you look at the recruiting rankings. But I feel like this is an early commitment from an Ohio guy, and Ohio State knows what they're doing. Yeah, if you is, is how listened, I feel about this. Yeah, if you haven't listened to us, or if you're a new listener, we've said year after year, a lot of these rankings, the Midwestern uh, folks don't get a lot attention, especially Ohio, because of all the rules and regulations when it comes to practicing and all that. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the rankings for these players, most of the time, aren't all that high. But then, as the fall season gets underway. They slowly start to creep up in the rankings. Ohio, because of archaic OSHA practice and camp rules, I'll go ahead and say it. I'll call them out. OSHA, you suck. There, I said it. I don't care. Come at me, OSHA. That's right. We're taking on City Hall. Or OSHA, I guess. Because of arcane... I'm 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 going to take you... You know, (laughs) because of medieval OSHA rules. We'll keep going backwards. I don't give a... 
flip. We're going to avoid the we're going to avoid the explicit rating today. I don't give a flip. OSHA and your bronze era practice rules. I, I we can basically go back to cavemen at this point. It, it causes a lot of the Ohio kids to not get seen and therefore not get ranked. Um, and, you know, you see some late now. I'm not saying Ty Hamilton, who's like a three star with a score of point eight six is going to rise and become a, a five star by any means. But it's 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 something that I feel like we talk about every once in a while. I'm not saying that Ty Hamilton is, like I said, going to be the next this or that. But I am saying is that the kids from Ohio often get a short end of the stick as far as the recruiting rankings go because of prehistoric OSHA rules. We're talking like primordial ooze, Big Bang era rules. I went in Big Bang, Kyle. I can't go back any further. I think that joke is officially dead. That is. It was it was actually probably dead a while ago. Moving on. <laughs> we should have moved on a while ago. Our second commit, Jaden Bollard from from Ohio's backyard here of Maslin, Ohio. Is it Ohio's oh, backyard? I'm I'm confused. Columbus's. I'm it's more Canton's backyard. Pickerington yeah. is Yeah. Well, close enough. It's an hour, hour and a half away. Okay. Maslin, Ohio. <laughs> Four-star receiver, 22nd rated wide receiver in the country. No no, surpri- no surprise here that he chose Ohio State. What was really surprising was in less than an hour mm-hmm. after Jaden um, made his commitment, a four-star way on the other side of the country here announces his commitment to come and join the silver bullets. Yes. Uh, Clark Phillips, who's a name Clark Phillips third is a name who you've, uh, you've heard on this podcast before, I believe two episodes ago, Kyle, uh, we called him the, we went through a bunch of cornerback targets that Ohio state was pursuing. And, and we did name Clark Phillips, the third as the most likely to commit to Ohio state. So once again, one of the biggest moments of Clark Phillips' life, and I'm making it about me. Yep, right, right. Here's here's what we had here. Pulling up our notes from... Was it two episodes? Two episodes ago, yeah. Nailed it. We had uh, Keely Ringo, Elias Ricks, Court Williams under big names, and then, other, and then for our more likely targets, we had Henry Gray and... Oh. Look at this, Clark Phillips, the third. Yes. Uh, back to Jaden Ballard. Uh, Jaden Ballard should be noted is a 2021 prospect. Yes. Uh, and I th- and like I'm saying before, Ohio kids often get a short, often get a short look, a short stick as far as the recruiting rankings go. Here's a 2021 guy already ranked a .9372 got on the field and made an impact as a sophomore at Maslin, which is an achievement. Yes. I expect these numbers to go up a lot for Jade and Ballard. He has two more seasons of high school football. Now let's, uh, with, with these, uh, with these commitments in mind, actually, no, let's back up this past weekend, 
huge weekend for Ohio State recruiting-wise. Absolutely enormous. I guess I want to bring this up because I feel like there's at least potential. I already have two commitments this week. Three if you count last Sunday, which I think we are forced to. If we're if we're looking at this week, already two commitments, but with this huge, huge list of players visiting Ohio State this past weekend, and it being 11 a.m. right now, exactly right this second, 11 a.m. as we are recording this, I feel like there's at least a decent chance that between now and when this drops, that maybe, Kyle, maybe, uh, another player might commit. So let's let's run down through a list of players uh, visiting Ohio State this past weekend. Maybe the biggest name is Zachary Evans, running back from Houston, Texas. Yep, this is the one. This is the guy that we talked about earlier, where the majority of people who put in their crystal balls were cloudy or unsure. Yeah. And it and it's gotten slightly less cloudy but it's still it's still a mess. 44% still calling him cloudy. Uh leader in the clubhouse right now is Alabama with 22% and running through some quick math Kyle, does that amount to two votes? That amounts to two votes. Okay. <laughs> so and by the way, none of the votes currently for Ohio State. So uh, I don't expect a commitment that this, you know, I mean, if we're, if we're putting anyone on commitment watch, it's not Zachary Evans. I'm, let me just say it's not Zachary Evans, but it's, it's this the is number, so wide it, open. It's the number one running back rated running back in the country in only nine votes. That's nothing. Well, and it should be noted. We talked about Zach. If this, any of this is starting to sound familiar. We talked about Zachary Evans. I want to say three weeks ago. I, I don't remember. Don't do not fact check me on that one. Two of the votes are still targeted at Texas A&M in Texas, who did not make his top five. Yes. So right. those two votes, you can just toss those right out the frickin' window. I said frickin', we're still keeping that explicit tag off for this week. Uh, also in attendance this week is Clark Phillips, who we already spoke about, already committed to Ohio State. Paris Johnson Jr., uh, Probably the second biggest name at the camp this weekend. Not necessarily getting the hype as being a huge name because he's been committed to Ohio State for a while. But just so we're clear, number eight nationally, number one offensive tackle in the entire country. And this obviously places him as the best player in the state. He plays at Princeton High School in the Queen City of Cincinnati. We talked about it before when um, our favorite assistant coach left us. How well is Ohio State going to do in Cincinnati? And overall, I think they're doing pretty well. Oh, one, on. one, one defector to to Clemson aside, which is a yes. huge deal. That was a huge deal. Let's not under, undersell that by any means. But yeah, for the most part, Ohio State has continued to do well in the Queen City. Now, Kyle... Uh, speaking of Princeton High School and speaking of maybe potentially a player from maybe could possibly commit, I'm going to say with an upward inflection. A fellow teammate? A teammate, yes, a teammate. But on the other side of the ball. Here. Yes, on the other side of the ball. And we're um, talking about Darian Henry. Yes. Uh, defensive tackle. He's a four-star 
um, rated prospect, 11th DT in the nation, number two in the state of Ohio. Number two overall in the state of Ohio. Yes. Uh, 121 overall, according to the 24-7 sports composite ranking. So I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If I'm going to make a prediction, Kyle, if I'm going to make a prediction, if someone commits between 11 a.m. on Sunday morning and whenever you guys are listening to this, I'm just going to toss it out there. This is the guy I'm picking. That's all. Just, just, I, I, I hate when someone, I mean, I love when someone commits, don't get me wrong, but I, this, 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 the timing sometimes bothers me. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy we talked about a few weeks ago is Lathan Ransom. Uh, he is one of the best safeties in the country. He is also visiting Ohio State currently for us in the past for anyone listening to this. Uh, Jalen Knighton, an all-purpose back out of Florida, uh, Deerfield Beach more specifically, also in town. Uh, His crystal ball, very cloudy, uh, as is, by the way, uh, Mr. Ransom. Four crystal ball votes for Ransom, one of them cloudy, one of them Ohio State, one of them Stanford, one of them LSU. I do want to... Note on that, Jared. Yes, please. We did talk about Lathan a little bit a few episodes ago. Yeah. You have on here. episodes ago. We can revisit. We have, he has, or the crystal ball here, Stanford, Ohio State, LSU. I do want to say his top seven. It was the University of Cloudy. It does not, yeah, it does not include Stanford. Shock. One of the top flight defensive backs in the entire country. Remember, between remember, Ohio State and LSU, shocking. Remember when we we actually went over this because we did the, the we did a, we did a we big did review of defensive backs three yes. or four episodes ago. We did a couple episodes. We did more with the safeties as well too. No, this one in particular was the one we we put hat science to the test, where we had oh Oklahoma, okay. Ohio State, LSU, that, Notre Dame, and Texas. We we're like, all right, well. Okay. LSU's in the middle. We threw LSU out. Yeah, well, then, I mean, there you go. Right or left-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one that, that put us on Tony Gerdeman's bad side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bastardization of his science, I believe. I think I believe the word was bastardization. Also in town this past weekend, uh, another guy who we have talked about recently, uh, Marikai Page. Uh, another safety who we talked about in that same episode. Uh, he is from West Bloomfield, Michigan. Crystal ball votes are are light at this point. We'll just say the crystal ball votes are light, currently favoring Michigan, but we'll we'll say light. Yep. And this one we couldn't do the we couldn't do the hat science because we don't have enough data for seven. Ah, okay. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Martinez also in, uh, he is also from the state of Michigan. He is marked as an athlete. Crystal ball, pretty heavily favoring Ohio state at this point. Uh, the, the composite score isn't there. Not an impressive, uh, composite score by any means, but Ohio state, uh, really likes him. Mm-hmm. So once again, we, we pay attention to composite scores and composite scores are nice. One thing that Urban Meyer was accused of during his time at Ohio State was uh, star chasing. 
and maybe that's fair and maybe that's not fair and yada, yada, yada. Uh, we, we are seeing for better or worse, we will have to figure this out in time. We are seeing for better or worse, more of these three-star prospects that quote unquote, Ohio state loves. And what yeah, does that mean? We won't know until we see how these guys' careers turn out. Yeah, we see it right now looking at Ohio State's rankings for the 2020 recruiting uh, cycle. Two five-stars, six four-stars, and five three-stars. Definitely going after those three-stars as well. We don't see as many in um, years past, but five with 13 commits right now. It's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot for three stars, though. Especially, so, like I said, we in the past with Urban Meyer. We will we in, and you could easily look at that and be like, well, recruiting's falling off without Urban Meyer. Mathematically speaking, you're making a valid argument, but we just don't know until we see what these guys' careers turns out like. Mm-hmm. We we just don't know. And by the way, Kyle, of the, we have at least one kicker in there, right? It is, Kickers yeah. are like automatically three stars. It's, yeah. Okay. Just, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. I do want to moat with uh, Martinez. He is for the composite. If, if we want to brag up a little bit, if he, sure. if, he, if he does decide to go to Ohio I'm State. I'm all about using evidence that favors us the way we want to be favored. 24-7 Sports has him as a four-star prospect. The 24-7 proper ratings yes yes not the composite but their own ratings uh another three-star guy this one uh he is also from the queen city he's also from cincinnati ohio uh another three-star guy that ohio state loves is joe royer Mm -hmm. so this one's interesting too yeah the composite has him as a three-star 509th nationally 14th best tight end in the country and 12th best prospect in the state of Ohio. So this is a big jump here looking from the composite to 24 seven sports rating. All right. So 509 nationally, 24 seven sports has him 201st. Wow. 14th tight end 24 seven sports has him as the third tight end. Wow. That's, that's a, those are enormous differences. 12th best. Prospect in the state of Ohio, 24-7 Sports has him as the second best in the state of Ohio. Wow. Uh, yeah, it should be noted, this is still the <laughs> 2020 class. This is, yeah. Big guy here. I mean, this is a big tight end, 6'5", 225. This is, this is yeah. a solid-built tight end here. And do note, all nine crystal ball, crystal ball, yeah. Uh, votes all going to Ohio State too. I mean, if we're if we're looking for a second name, Kyle, maybe that could probably not this one as much. Okay, but, but, you but if know. we never but know. if we're picking a second name, if we have to do two prospects potentially going to commit to Ohio State this weekend, sure. Okay, <laughs> sure. We're we're looking in that. I'm telling you that golden era that that golden those golden hours. I'm gonna start calling them the golden hours. I'm going to start calling them the golden hours between our recording and the release. It's magic, Kyle. You know. All right. There's a a bunch of names still on the list. I'm going to start going through them quickly. Kendrick Billingley Jones, uh, not necessarily a, uh, he's from Charlotte, North Carolina. He has a commitment date set and still seems pretty wide open. Does not seem like a guy coming to Ohio State. 
Jalen Conyers. Uh, this this is a this is a Texas guy who seems to be focused uh, in the in that region. Uh, Oklahoma pretty overwhelming in the crystal ball votes right now. Cam Large, that's right. His name's Cam Large, and oddly enough, not from Wisconsin. Uh, he is from Massachusetts. Uh, really no crystal ball information on him at this time. Uh, he's a tight end, and Ohio State is looking for, for tight ends this cycle. Another reason why Joe Royer seems so automatic in my head. Uh, Cody Simon from New Jersey. Uh, he is an outside linebacker, and Ohio State's in, in good position with him. Uh, even in, in the commitment is pretty recent. I don't remember when, or excuse me, not the commitment. Ohio State's offer, uh, is, is pretty recent for Cody Simon. We'll, we'll see. Uh, Ohio State's trending pretty positively at this time. Court Williams, uh, this is another guy who we spoke about recently. Now, he is a linebacker from, from California. Uh, this is a guy we're keeping a close eye on. Uh, I don't think this is a guy we're keeping a close eye on in the immediate time frame, but, uh, really high potential to eventually become a Buckeye. The other two here we have is Josh Fryer from Indiana. A, it still kicks me here, an offensive center. <laughs> why, why can't you just, can't, why can't we just have a C there? Mm-hmm. I mean, There's... punters and kickers and safeties don't have an extra letter in front of it. Thank you. You know what? We should start just calling the, we should just start doing the QB is just Q as well. The Q. Quarter. <laughs> uh, Josh is a three-star prospect. Um, most of the, well, actually not many votes there, but um, those who voted, most of them are still undecided on where he's going to. Uh, the other one to keep an eye out is Sam Adams II, um, way out in Washington. Uh, he's a four-star running back, but looks like all of the crystal ball votes, all six of them, go into Washington. Uh, should be noted that I appreciate your choice to not try and pronounce the name of the city he's from. <laughs> Samamish? Samamish. Let's let's loop cast the hell out of this. Well, go right ahead, Jared. <laughs> I some mumish is is as as best as I can do, but I feel like there needs to be more of a, a Native American tinge on that, and I don't necessarily know how to do a Pacific Northwest Native American tinge. So I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna move on. Simamish, Simamish. Did you find a pronunciation for that? Or are you... Oh, what, what are you doing finding pronunciation guides and not telling me? <laughs> Where are you finding pronunciation guides? Where have they been all of these years? I'd like all to right. see a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Ohio State, with the latest commitments, with the two latest commitments for the 2020 class, now up to fifth place in the recruiting rankings. Uh, which is approximately about where they'd be in the per recruit rankings. Uh, still pretty much far, not far behind, say, Georgia. They're only two commits behind Georgia at this time, uh, who is number four. But still at only 13 commitments compared to 
LSU, Alabama, and Clemson, who are 3-2-1 and one respectively, 20-20-18. and 18. So a lot of room to grow yet for this Ohio State class. I, I can see this. I, I don't think they're going to come. Well, it depends on, depends on who Ohio State gets. But there's no way that they're going to get up to Clemson right now with the kind of class that they have. Not if Clemson stays consistent. Mm-hmm. Decommitments happen. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen to last week's episode. <laughs> yeah. Where's Penn State ranked, by the way? Oh, sorry. Not in the top 10. Oh, no. You know who's currently ranked higher than Penn State? The Tar Heels. And the Gamecocks. All sorts of Carolina love in the top 10 right now. Let's see if that sticks. It won't. But let's see if North... Hey, you know what, really? Look, this at, lake... look at that. Three, three Carolina teams in the top 10. Yeah, okay. But North Carolina has... 19 commitments already, 15 of them three stars. So let's let's chill on the Tar Heel love. Well, Penn State's still number two right now in the Big Ten rankings. That probably says more about the rest of the Big Ten than it does Penn State. Let's be honest. You want, you but, wanna... I, but Kyle, I thought Jimmy Harbs was turning things around. Huh. Guess and... who's third? Guess who's third in the Big Ten? Yeah, but they're still behind Penn State who just lost. How met, how, What percentage of their recruiting class last week? Guess who's third? Jimmy Harbs. Nope. Ooh. Uh, is it Purdue? I'm going to take a flyer. Is it Purdue? Nope. It's the other West team that Ohio State does not play, like playing at. Iowa? Mm-hmm. Iowa's third. Good going, Iowa. Followed by Jimmy Harbs. Well, this just just so, we're, just so we're making this clear. Uh, Jimmy Harbs, fourth place... Fourth place in the Big Ten recruiting rankings, behind Ohio State, obviously. He's always going to be behind Ohio State. Let's let's not behind Penn State, who just lost uh, uh, three key members of their recruiting class. Behind Iowa, Iowa with thirteen three stars. Jimmy Harbs, what are you doing, buddy? Well, look at some of these other Big Ten teams. What are they doing? It's it's all very pathetic. And Illinois has Illinois and Nebraska only have three commits. What are you doing, Corn Illinois? Okay, that's fine. What are you doing, Cornhuskers? They're they're behind Rutgers, who have who has six commits along with Indiana. Sparty has eight commits, seven of them three stars, <clears throat> which is. Typical Michigan State, they always find these good three stars. So they usually from the state of Ohio, mostly. Yep. So whenever oh they're getting all these Ryan Day getting all these three star guys from from Ohio, I'm like okay, he's just stealing them from Michigan State. <laughs> you know, these are the same guys who, gee, I don't know, like Le'Veon Bell. Literally from Columbus, literally a three-star guy who everyone would have been like, what are they doing signing this guy who ends up being one of the best running backs in the NFL? But nope, he goes to Michigan instead. Don't get too, or excuse me, Michigan State. Don't get too obsessed with star chasing. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin currently has nine commits and is eighth in the Big Ten. Wisconsin. Oh. Whoa, those must they, be some low ranked commits to have they have they have six three stars and three four stars. Really? That's all the further it takes them and okay. 
They are be they are behind Maryland, who has thirteen commits. I like how I just give a don't go star chasing yeah. joke, yeah. and then I'm mm-hmm. yeah. They are behind Maryland, who has thirteen commits. Minnesota, who is leading the Big Ten with nineteen commits, and all nineteen three stars. Good for them. Mm-hmm. None of them below row, three. Stars. None. <laughs> row that boat. None of them below three stars. And then, row that boat. And then Northwestern picks up the the fifth spot in the current rankings. All right. Um. Wanna 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 highlight some Ryan Day stuff real quick. Uh. Super cool thing he's doing. Um. I'm actually probably gonna go ahead and I might just read this verbatim straight from uh Tony Gerdeman. A few weeks ago, Ohio State head coach Ryan Day announced the creation of the Ryan Day and Christina Day Fund for Pediatric and Adolescent Mental Wellness at Nationwide Children's Hospital. I want to say, super cool. Uh, It was done in effort to provide funding for and bringing attention to childhood childhood and adolescent mental health. This is why I shouldn't just read on the podcast. I'm going to fast forward to Ryan Day's quote. He says, even in-house here, speaking of Ohio State, we're going to have two sports psychologists, two athletic counselors that are here for our guys. Players are in high-profile positions, and so there's anxiety, there's depression, there's things that go on even with our players, and I want these guys to feel like they can have those conversations. Especially especially being a football coach in a kind of manly sport, it's really kind of you to say kind of, in a kind of manly sport, I think it's a... It, I think it's good for people to hear that the fact that our guys are vulnerable, we're all vulnerable, and people need help. They shouldn't be ashamed of that. Ryan Day, from from me to you. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fantastic when coaches do stuff for cancer research and all of that. But when you're not just funding stuff, which is still great. Don't get me wrong. But I think when 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 you can when you're in a position as a football coach in a as Ryan Day said, kind of manly sport. I think you're in position to not just bring funding to a thing and not just just bring quote unquote awareness to a thing, but I think you're also in position to start breaking stigma, which is more important than both of those other things. And I think that what Ryan Day's doing is fantastic, and I also think it's fantastic what Nationwide uh, Children's is doing with their on our sleeves campaign. What little attention I can bring to that, I want to I want to add to that, and I want to applaud. Now, all of that being said, Ryan Day. We we've been talking a lot about Ryan Day versus Urban Meyer. How are things different in the post Urban Meyer, pre Ryan Day era? We are okay. seeing maybe more of a focus on three star regional kids. Kids from Michigan, kids from Ohio, regional talent that aren't highly ranked, who are still getting looks from Ohio State who may not have in the past. Sounds very Trissel-esque right now. 
Uh, but here's the thing. I think that Ryan Day is almost hybriding, hybriding, that's the word, hybriding the systems. Because I think he's still going after a lot more national talent than... I feel like I feel like Trestle built a base around Ohio talent and then sprinkled national guys where needed. And I think that Ryan Day's national focus is a lot more than a sprinkle. So yeah. I think it's I think Ohio State did a better job of scouting out some of the Ohio kids when Fickle was still on the staff. Absolutely. So I want to say that it's almost, so I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, and I think that's actually, I think if I may compliment myself, I think that's actually exactly what I'm trying to say, because what was a hybrid between Trestle and Urban Meyer more than Luke Fickle? And I think that's kind of what we're seeing here. Now, the question is, how does the difference, how do the differences pan out? We saw Ryan Day turn over most of his defensive staff. We're seeing some changes in the defensive philosophies, bringing the hybrid position back to Ohio State as far as maybe teaching the defensive backs to actually turn their heads. So the question I have for you, Kyle, what are our <laughs> expectations for Ryan Day? If we fast forward, let's say five years or maybe 10 years, but let's now let's keep it at five. Five years. What are our, I'm going to break this down into four categories. I'm going to say high-end expectations for Ryan Day. Realistic expectations for Ryan Day. Bare minimum expectations for Ryan Day. And the last section is how does he get fired? Long, long-term expectation. It's just like any other coach that comes to our state. You win Big Ten championships and you compete for national titles every year. That's... Now, that's the expectation at Ohio State, no matter the coach. Sure. So and how would you – so that, that expectation that you just laid out, how would you classify that? Is that bare minimum? Is that realistic? I hope that's not high-end. That's not our high-end expectation. It should be a realistic day. expectation. Okay. You're forgetting one. Beat Jimmy Harbs or whoever happens to be the new Jimmy Harbs. <laughs> Beat Jimmy Harbs or beat the team up north should be the bare minimum expectation. <laughs> Tell John Cooper that. Well, I guess he got fired, right? And there, there's your answer there, too. <laughs> for the last one, how does he get fired? So what are we hoping for, like, in our wildest dreams? I mean, obviously, we can just say national titles. Yeah. But but is is the model what we're currently seeing at Oklahoma? Legend steps down. Young hot name steps up and magic happens. Is is that what we're all hoping for? Are we hoping for a immediate or near immediate national title with a injection of more youthful coaching energy with younger quote young quote unquote younger ideas, maybe a little bit more flexibility? It, it it's really hard because when we when we had um when we brought in Urban Meyer, we knew what we were getting. We knew someone who's gonna bring an intensity to the program, who's gonna be competing and win national being able to put themselves into position to win national titles every year. But with Ryan Day, it's tougher because we don't really I mean, 
we kind of know who Ryan Day is. We've seen him, what he was able to do as an offensive coordinator, as an interim head coach. Um, but we've already kind of gone over that already about him getting the keys to Urban Meyer's lim- um, <laughs> Lamborghini. Yeah. And all he had to do is just coast that. Right. Now, now the keys are in Ryan Day's hands now. And how, how is he going to do? I really don't know. Like, we can we all hope that he does well obviously but how well will he actually do that's let me ask you this five years from now we're talking about let's say four and one against michigan okay yep Uh, okay four and one against michigan we're talking three big 10 titles no national titles um, maybe one or two playoff appearances. Let's say two yeah. playoff. Let's play. Let's say two playoff appearances, three Big mm-hmm. Ten titles, four and one against Michigan. Oof. So one of those Big Ten titles. Ohio I, State there's stuck. a precedent for it, man. What can I say? There's a precedent for it. Well, you have to think too. Who's who's still coaching nationally too? Who's winning titles? Do we? As I mean, well. Do we? Is that a thing? Is that a thing we worry about? Like, I mean, this year still. I mean, you still got you still got Alabama and Clemson. Clemson's yeah. what it appears isn't going away anytime soon with the recruiting that they've had the past few years. And Alabama's being and, and Alabama. Their quarterback right being a freshman last year. They have two more years with mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Clemson's going to be a monster for the next two years. And then Oklahoma, too. Look at Oklahoma and how well, we'll see. they've been doing as well. They, they had two great quarterbacks back-to-back, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold on You're what's not his sold. face whose name I'm forgetting from Alabama who transferred over. You're not sold on, on Oklahoma having back-to-back to back. Heismans. Heismans. Back to back to back, you mean? Well, no, they had two Heisman's already, but you're not sold on the coaching staff that they have. Oh, no, 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 I love the coaching staff. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, Oklahoma, I think, yeah, we're going to see Oklahoma in this in this game for a while. I think so, a big question is, is that, is Georgia for real? I mean, long-term, yeah. consistent for real. Um, so, if, if, we're, if we're putting together, and we're, we're, we're verging away from our conversation but screw it if we're putting together who are your top four programs not not this year not based off of this talent or that talent, not based off of the current situation we're talking programs who, top who, programs who are the four now? who are the four programs in college football right now or projected over the next five years based off of all of it based off of notoriety and reputation and opportunities to win national titles and recruiting and all of it. Well, it's got to be right now, Clemson, Alabama, one and two. Yeah. Oklahoma and Ohio state and Georgia. I asked for a top four. Yeah. I think, cause that's where the conversation gets difficult. I think the top five is uh, pretty clear. Pac 12. You guys go ahead and set this one out for right now. We'll get to you um, never. So that that kind of goes back to what you were saying too, is like the expectations and then you throughout, they make the, in the next five years, they make the playoffs twice. 
well, there's a reason where of what's ahead of Ohio State and what they have to get past in order to make. Are you the saying Georgia is currently ahead of Ohio State? No, not at this point. No, because of everything put together, like what you said, when it goes to what's that look for? <laughs> no, that was muscle issue. Okay. <laughs> Jared, like, giving me this big old grin, like, eh. <laughs> More like a grimace, I think is the word you were looking for there. Like, we've seen Georgia be Georgia where they're projected to be really good, and then what we used to call clumsoning. Could we not say the same thing about Ohio State right now? Oh. Two straight years bombing, and I mean bombing. Let's, let's, yeah. once again, they didn't lose. Bombing games against inferior opponents two straight years in a row now it's true you i mean you can't deny that you can't and we, we we are ohio state people so we want to minimize it but what is the state of the program right now and i think right now the state of the program is a big freaking question mark because we don't know with ryan day we don't know i have optimism i like the coaching staff he put together on the defensive side but i don't know I like what he did when he was driving Urban's bus. Yeah. But and, it was Urban's bus. And the national media don't know either. Like, you look at some of the, their early ooh, top coaches in the nation and all that. They don't even know what to make of Ryan Day. I mean, um, if you're, can you, I mean, he's null and void on those lists, right? For well, putting some of them, together a list of top coaches, you just kind of, you don't, I mean, how, how do you include him? Yeah. Well, and, and some of them, like, I remember seeing CBS had him well beyond 40th best coach in the country. But, but that goes back to what we were saying. We, we don't know. The national media people don't know. But the expectations, no matter the coach, will always be there because it is Ohio State. Bare minimum, you beat Michigan. Realistic expectation, you win conference titles and you compete for national titles. High end, high end expectation, you win national, you win the national title. Okay, but I want to point this out. I'm sort of using, I'm using Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma as like a, hey, we hope this happens, right? Is that fair? Should be noted, yeah. Lincoln Riley has not won a national title. He's yeah. definitely had success. Clemson and Bama are just monsters right now, but he's not won a national title. He's 0-2 and he's he's yet to win a, well, I don't want to say a postseason game because he's won the Big 12 championship, but he's yet to win a bowl game. Now he's yet to win a bowl game due to incredibly stiff competition. If we use Lincoln Riley as the, as the model, let's tell you what. Let, let me, let me, overall record. Let's, let's, let's look at Lincoln Riley. Overall record, 24 and four. All right. All right. Not, not bad for a first time head coach. Bowles, 0 and 2, which also makes his playoff appearances 0 and 2. But he's, he's, he's 2 and 0 on going to the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's something. And he's won the Big 12 both years. What, what if we take, what if we fast forward Ryan Day two years and give him that? 24 and 4. Uh, that's including postseason. 24 and 4, including postseason. 0 and 2 in bowl games. 
against incredibly stiff competition because they're they're playoff games. These aren't trips to Arizona to face Notre Dame. This is this is facing you know Clemson and Bam- I, I don't did they lose to I don't actually don't even remember. What about their rival? What about Oklahoma's rival? Texas. Mm-hmm. Did he beat? He's he's one and one. Is that correct? He is two and one. Two and one against Texas because they played each other again in the playoff in, or in the, the championship. Mm-hmm. Both game, both games, nail biters. If you remember the first year that Lincoln Riley was a coach, uh, Oklahoma won twenty nine to twenty four, and then last year Texas beat Oklahoma 48-45 and then Oklahoma got their revenge 39 to 27. So you're two and one. Well, really let's just let's just do the just the regular season because Ohio State will never play Michigan in the in the conference championship game. So sure. one and one, one and one in season against your rival. All right. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. I mean it's only two years. It's not a very big sample size. Uh by the way, looked it up. Lost to Georgia in double overtime, uh, then lost to Alabama. Those are the two playoff games. If if this if everything we're saying, but you know, you substitute Michigan for Texas and you know Big Ten for Big Twelve, how do you feel if this is Ryan Day's resume? We're talking twelve and one, two years in a row, a loss in the playoff game. You were highly competitive, but lost to high high competition. You know, this isn't a get blown out by Clemson situation. Mm-hmm. You lose to Michigan once. You beat Michigan once. What if this is Ryan Day after two years? How do you feel? I think that's realistic because because of the uncertainty right now. Sure. I I think I think that's definitely realistic. But I, I'm not asking realistic. I'm asking how do you feel. I'm asking you, this is me asking the fan, Kyle. The fan, Kyle, is like, you never should lose to Michigan, but. <laughs> <laughs> God, it, the the expectations in regards to Michigan are impossible right now. It is. It really is. I mean, you had a coach that never lost to Michigan and is making up his, and is going to make a room in his restaurant dedicated to going 7-0. and I mean, you're never, never going to beat that, unless you go. Unless you're, no. unless you're an eight. <laughs> My gosh, if Ryan Day is here for eight years and does go eight and zero, the, like, they'll build a statue. He'll get a like statue. And Ann Arbor would just be burning, going fifteen years without without winning a game. Yeah, a game. Yeah, it's not. That's not. Ex, that, that's not realistic. No, that's not. Well, who knows? Jimmy Harbs does suck. So there's always that. Mm-hmm. I saw an article because of Jimmy Harbs, the basketball team and the baseball team are doing well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so aside from the aside from one to one to Michigan, I feel like Oklahoma was down for I don't feel like Oklahoma wasn't where Ohio State was. During the transitions, I feel like Oklahoma had sort of fallen off a bit towards the end of Stoops' career. Not not terribly, not terribly far, but were they competing for national titles towards the end there? 
they definitely took a step forward with Lincoln Riley. I guess is the only point I'm trying to make. They entered the national conversation because of Lincoln Riley. Is that fair? Yep. Okay. I think I think a lot of it just the offense that Lincoln Riley brought in. Sure. As as the head coach. Sure. But I, I think that they were just outside of the national conversation in Stoops last year's, and yep. then they became a part of the conversation. Yeah. Is is, is I'm gonna I'm gonna double check so, myself on that. So real quick. I, see, I I guess I kind of would agree with you. If you go twelve and one, your first two years, you go one and one against Michigan, and you win in one of those years, you win the um, your conference uh, title. I, I'd call I'd call that a a realistic expectation there. Last four years under Bob Stoops, eleven and two, eight and five, eleven and two, eleven and two. No national titles, obviously. No playoff appearances. I I don't feel like they were a part of the national conversation. Well, let me let me turn this around though. I'm gonna just say no no playoff appearances, right? Did Oklahoma mm-hmm. have a playoff appearance under Bob Stoops? They were eight and five in 2014, the first year of the playoff. No, uh, no, they they weren't. It's hard to be a part of the national conversation when you aren't in the playoff conversation. Well, how about this, Jared? Yeah, the past two coaches, full time coaches, each of them has had an undefeated season mm-hmm. and a national title under their belt. Let me ask you this: How many? All right, here, here's a question for you. How many seasons can Ryan Day go without making the playoff and people not start having conversation? And when I say people, I don't mean like random Twitter folk. Media people, national people, local people start saying his job? I'm going to go with three. So he needs to make the, he needs to at the very least make the playoffs once in three years. Mm Mm-hmm. I think he'd have. I think in that situation, he'd have to show well in that one playoff. If you, if you go to the playoff once and you get what Again, happened it, to Ohio State against Clemson the last time Ohio State was in the playoff, it all depends on how they were left out too. That that you know what that's totally fair. That that's totally fair as well, because you could be a, a 2015 situation for Ohio State where they got left out of the playoffs in 2015, and it's because the competition was so stiff. That was a that was a tough year to get into the playoff. You could look at not not this last season, but the previous season, when there was three obvious teams going to make the playoffs, and then neither Bama or Ohio State or Central Florida deserved to be in the playoff, but one of them had to go. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So yeah, you're right. I think it's probably not. It's it's oversimplifying to simply say, yeah. How, you know how you get left out is is important. I don't know. Th- this is a conversation we'll be having over the next few years. All right. Uh, we have one ask Sloopcast. Kyle, do you want to grab that for us? Mm-hmm. Yep. I got this in a text message sent to me by a person named Jay. He asks. He says, "Hey, don't know the email, but have an ask Sloop question for you guys." Well, Sloopcast at gmail dot com. Make it easy. Wondering. Make it easy for you guys. Anything and everything is Sloopcast. At Gmail. None of that Yahoo crap. We don't do that Yahoo mm-hmm. crap. Gmail. AOL. Have you, guys, 
have you guys listened to Zach Smith's podcast, Menace to Society, yet? I have not. I am. I've made a decided choice not to. I did one episode just for your question here. Uh, he goes on saying it's actually entertaining to hear his insight on OSU football and college football in general, as well as hearing stories about Ed Warner and how he cost OSU a chance at a national title in 15, which we all knew that already. But. Yeah. I'd say that's not. Yeah. We, we, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I listened to the first episode and I will say he does make it very um, believable. I still, I'm still on the fence about that. Like at one, one side, on one side, he's, he even said that he should have been fired years ago for stuff that he did before, before 2018 came around or yeah, 2018 came around. Well, I, I didn't uh, think I was going to be saying this today, but I believe, but I agree with Zach Smith, <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely does make things believable, but it's hard for me. It's hard for me to just listen and not already have a opinion already. Just listening to it, like, oh, that's crap. I don't, I don't believe a single word from him. I, so, yeah, like, I already like my mindset on him is already negative. So, right. trying to hear him and saying things, saying things that defense him, it's hard for me personally to believe him. But I agree. It's that's why I've just not bothered, and I. I just because he was in the room doesn't mean he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And just because he's telling you something you want to hear, which is that Ed Warner cost Ohio State a national title in 2015, just because he's telling you something you want to hear doesn't mean it's the truth. Also, in this case, it's still the truth. We all we all knew that already. You know, you know, you want to know how we knew that already? Ezekiel told us. All right, <laughs> Zeke told us right after the Michigan State game. That that's what was happening. And you know what? I believe Zeke. <laughs> believe Zach. Don't believe Zach. Do whatever you want. Ezekiel. I believe Ezekiel. I've heard the last episode, which is the one where he talks about Ed Warner, is actually pretty good. So I'll, if I have time, I, I'll, I'll give that I would like, one more listen. But sure. Official, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of the first episode. Official Sloopcast stance. If we're going to take an official stance on this show, don't like, just don't, don't, don't give him the attention he wants. Don't assume that everything he is saying is true. Let's not forget that this is a bad human being. Okay. So maybe just don't support a bad human being is, is I think my stance on it. I mean, I mean, Kyle can, and then if he says anything interesting, we can report it back to you and he can save you a lot of time. <laughs> All right. Because that's what we have to do as professionals. <laughs> And by the way, someone go ahead and tell Zach Smith I said that. That he's a bad person and doesn't deserve attention. Go ahead and tattle on me. I could use the I I, I could use the boost. Well, so someone <laughs> already did someone already did with Herb Street, so <laughs> Herb Street's more of a professional. He's just gonna block me and move on at when people <laughs> tattle on me when I'm talking crap on Herb Street. Zach Smith's a loose frickin' cannon. He's got nothing to do and nothing to lose. If he wants to start talking crap on me, quite frankly, I could use the downloads. I mean, look at some of, look at some of the Twitter just um, rambles that he's had in the past too. Where he just yeah. on and on and on. And it's just like put the key put the keyboard back and walk away from the from walk away from the, your computer. Kyle, bringing sound effects. All right, Kyle. 
I think that's it for today's show. Just want to thank everyone for listening. Just, I think I, I think we covered most of the things we like you to do in the ad read at the top of the show. Um, it's all appreciated. Go ahead and send your Ask Sloopcast questions in. Uh, sloopcast at gmail.com or uh, use the hashtag Ask Sloopcast on, on Twitter. That's all the talking mm-hmm. I feel like doing. Do you have anything in Kyle's corner or did we bust through everything? Um, trying to think what happened this week. I think we covered then, it all already. I think I think we scraped the bottom of that barrel, Kyle. Other than just a lot of a lot of soccer that's still going on, I'm still I'm still enjoying. We talked about that already too. We did. <laughs> yep. Women. Well, the men played Saturday and they won six nothing. So that's some positive from the men's side. Yay! They're two. They're two and zero in their group. So as all they right. should be. So yay. <laughs> um, and the women's play. Monday at noon. The women's? The women's team. Ah, okay. See, see, we have to say team. Otherwise, it just sounds like you're... You you have to make sure everyone knows that apostrophe is there, all right? Yep. All right. Our very own former Buckeye, Mike Conley, is heading to Utah. Nice. He has been traded from the Grizzlies to the Jazz. I hope that's nice. I hope that's a... A thing he well he he got like a, Is he? It was a it was a big trade here he, he was traded for grayson allen kyler kyle that's my name kyle corver jay crowder and two first round picks two, we have achieved two first round picks we have achieved peak sloop cast <laughs> kyle mispronounced his own name yes <laughs> if anyone's like Oh, you guys, you mispronounced... Kyle just mispronounced his own name, all right? Back off us. Sloopcast. Oh, Peak Sloopcast. We've achieved it. Oh, something else, too. Dwayne Haskins has been nominated for Ohio State's Male Athlete of the Year. There you go. And he is also a finalist for the Big Ten Athlete of the Year, as he should be. As he should be. All right, Kyle, anything else? That's all I got. If you all can remember to... If you haven't already, give us a five star rating on whatever just uh, on podcast you whatever podcast player you use. Whatever. All of them. Even the ones you don't use. Okay. All of them. Just use all of them. Give a friendly uh, comment. Like these guys are awesome. These guys are funny. Try to pronounce names. Give them a listen to. However you want to do it. It is all appreciated. I think you should write that verbatim in the review. Okay. You can write uh, the the co-host Kyler is funny. <laughs> Intentionally or not, he is. <laughs> sometimes you're laughing at him, sometimes you're laughing with him, but you're laughing. You're laughing and that's what we aim to do. Tonight's it is, uh, it is, it is, it is entertainment after all. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Tonight's ending music will be by the Columbus-based band, The Floorwalkers. Uh, they are, uh, I'll say, a, 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 a poppy blues band, a bluesy pop band. They were at Land Grant uh, on Saturday night, and I like these guys a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and play that. I don't know what song I'm going to play yet. I didn't, I, I'm not, as, you know, because we're achieving peak Sloopcast. I didn't look it up beforehand. But we're playing The Floorwalkers tonight. You can go and check the show notes for the name of the song. So with all of that being said, I'd like to encourage everyone to 
Drink local beer, listen to local music, and of course, support your local podcasters once again. This is The Floor Walker. Make amends and stay.